I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the afternoon here on AusBiz. Thanks for joining us. We're streaming live from our Barangaroo studios. Great to have your company for the next hour or so for what we call the call. Uh, 10 stocks that you've suggested, plus a stock of the day. Uh, I put it to an expert panel uh, for a look, and we've got a great mixture of stocks today. It's terrific. Thank you for sending them through. Um, today, joining us on the panel, Nathan Sobersandaram from uh, Deep Data Analytics. Nathan, uh, good to see you. Good Ugly you. start to the week this morning on the market. Well, you know, it's been a, if you look at the US, it's down for the week, down for the month. It's been yep. down the last two months. Yeah. So uh, we're in the, you know, we're in the new equilibrium searching phase yep. with, the, with the Fed. Yep. And the Russians aren't helping. No. Uh, <laughs> they never do. Uh, but look, we're in that re-phase where we're looking for the new equilibrium. And right. it's at a higher interest rate, lower multiple, lower growth. So yeah. everyone's trying to grapple this and we're coming up from all-time high multiples so there's a bit of a tricky period so we're going through that phase and i think it'll be volatile for the next month Um, right and then we'll see how things play out yeah it's fascinating if you love nathan follow him on uh on twitter uh nathan sommer is a s-o-m-a um he always he has great charts great insights you had a great one last week of the um commonwealth bank chart uh, that it's, what, 20 and 50 day moving average falling below the 200 day. And you called it the oh. death cross. <laughs> he, 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 he likes a bit of drama as well. So. <laughs> and, and I'm sure there's plenty of people hating me for that yeah. one. But, you know, it is what it is. That's the beauty of data. Yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. So I'm a data bloke he's, and he's the best. So follow him on, on Twitter. Uh, also joining the panel today, Francesco Destratis from uh, Ords. Francesco, how are you? Good afternoon, David. I'm well, thank you. Sorry, Good. I think I had a bit of a technical issue there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's all right, not a problem. Got you now, and uh, we've got a, a busy hour ahead, so let's get into it. Uh, this half hour, we're going to be uh, talking, uh, taking a look at uh, iCollege, uh, Zero, Reject Shop, Lark, looking at the financial side of it. Probably have to look at the uh, behaviour of its uh, its founder as well, which is muddying the situation there, and also BAPCOR. But uh, I always pick a stock of the day, and today I thought, because it's reporting season, we're being flooded with reports, take a look at uh, Altium, a favourite tech pick of many of our experts here on the call. Uh, it's upgraded its annual revenue growth targets after first half profits spiked nearly 40%. But a singled out margins would be at the lower end of guidance due to a planned expansion of its sales team. It's core software business growing by 15% in the uh, half, while growth in its electronic data platform has been supported uh, by the global semiconductor chip crisis. 
All regions bar China experienced double-digit growth in the period with an interim dividend of 21 cents. Shares down almost 10% in this morning's trade. Now, there are one of the reasons why I came up with this, because what were we talking about uh, last week with um, Mathan and Gaurav? We're talking about Ordinate. And Mathan said um, he would rather wait for Ordinate to come back down, but it was on his watch list, along with Altium, uh, the two best tech stocks on the market in his mind. So I thought, okay, he's on the panel today. What's he think of the Altium result? And has it got further to drop? Yeah, I, I think so. Look, right. it, it's a great stock, right? Yep. I, I got no problem. Um, management's great. They're, what they're doing is a, a phenomenally good model. Um, We've looked at it for years. We thought it would be taken over at 10 bucks, 20 bucks, 30 bucks, 40 bucks. I don't really care what the price is. But unfortunately, as good as it is, the macro was working against them. Yeah. Uh, they are doing the right things. I don't think there's anything wrong with the business model. Market gets excited, then market panics. Yep. We're in the panic stage. It's with the tech stocks. Now, Altium and Ordinate are probably the best platform techs that I, I see, I've seen in our market. Yep. Um, it's very clear where they're headed. The long-term plan is there. Um, the blue sky is there. Um, and they, they've, their track record shows me they will execute. Right. But the cycle is going through. So we saw semiconductor sales come off at the end of last year. Yep. And that was always going to flow into techs. And Altium is, as good as it is, it's getting hit. Mm. So you can imagine what's going to happen to other techs. So yeah, I think you'll get it cheaper. And I think the, the next month is going to be pretty tough for growth stocks and especially tech. So over the next month, you'll probably find it cheaper. So I'm not jumping in right now. Right. Both, I have not changed. Um, the underlying model of Ordinate and Altium are still the two best tech platform stocks in our market. Right, okay. So keep a watch on it. That's right. It will come down further. Uh, Francesco, what awards think of, uh, of the result by Altium today and the stock itself? Yeah, look, I'm, I'm with Mason on that. I, I think there's more downside. You've got the... Yeah, the tech sector is a little bit on the nose at the moment as well. So you've got that broader uh, sell-off picture. Um, but in the results today, you know, I think a lot of the market looks for guidance. Uh, revenue side of things looked fine. Uh, but the earnings looked a bit softer than anticipated. So I think we're going to see a little bit of wage inflation within their numbers. So uh, you know, that, um, that, that, that sort of squeezes the margins on the business. And, 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 and at the moment, yeah, the market is, is a little bit um, of a hard taskmaster, um, and that's why it's getting sold off quite heavily, I think, is because of those two things. Uh, but it is a good business. Uh, I, do, I do like the sector it's in. Um, I do like that, um, you know, it's, it's in that development phase of IT as well. So uh, I, I'd avoid it but at the moment, but um, I'd keep an eye on it because it could get to a position where it's oversold, and, and, and there might be a little bit of a bounce when it does, but... Um, um, yeah, I wouldn't be bothered right now. Okay. It's, All one, right. it's one thing to remember, yep. when a stock is in a downgrade cycle, and if you think the market's going to pull back, anything that disappointed in a result will get further hit. Right. So yep. you just got to remember that you are, we are in a reporting season, we're in a, a negative market. So if markets pull back, the ones that have disappointed will go further down. Right. It's not nothing to do with the business model. It's just that the sentiment is weak. Yep. And people are going, well, I've already lost money. Do I want to lose more? And they sell. That, sell right. that selling at, in a downgrade cycle is much more, yep. even though you shouldn't, but it yep. happens. Yeah, yep. it's that herd mentality, isn't it? The psychology of the markets. 
All right, uh, Francesco, um, let's get into the stocks that our viewers want to view on. Uh, Tanya wants a view on iCollege, the uh, big vocational trading provider. Um, they deliver uh, vocation education training solutions throughout Australia and internationally. Um, what do you think of iCollege? Yeah, I like it. I, I, I think this is a bit of a turnaround story post-coronavirus uh, and, and, and travel restrictions. Uh, I think they've experienced a lot of um, uh, international inquiries on their uh, on their um, educational platform. Um, and and it, it's the type of education that people require to acquire jobs. Uh, so, so I think we'll see a little bit of extra demand. I think they'll turn back into a profitable situation. They, they didn't lose funds. Uh, this this financial year, but I think we'll see them turn back into profitability next year. So I think it's a bit of a turnaround story. I think it's a fair bit of upside in the share price. It's not a big stock, so and the liquidity is not great. Uh, so so I think you're probably going to be looking at um, not taking a large position relative to your portfolio. But uh, I do like the education. Uh, sector and and I like the turnaround story in the education sector. Okay, so a yes from you on iCollege. Um, mate, that it was always sort of seen as a like a baby IDP, is it? Sort of, is is that unfair? No, no. I mean, it's a, it's. It, it, I think oh, that's how I looked at it when I was going through. Again, it's this is what I love about the show. I find yeah. out about stocks that I don't know, yeah. and this I didn't know, so I had to read through. Um, there's good and bad, um, and Francesco's right. Uh, it's an interesting play. The sector thematic, it's a reopening play. Yeah. So as more people come in, this will do better. Um, negative side, it's got a billion shares. Whenever right. people have a billion shares, it always worries me. It's like a billion shares. Uh, so it doesn't, like, it's low turnover, 150 mil market cap. Um, they got cash, um, so they're pretty good for cash for even in the current burn rate, they're good for two years. So they're not gonna, they shouldn't be coming back to the market unless they're acquiring someone over the next year or year and a half. So you're okay for the next 12 months. Um, I think it, the thematic will be against um, the industry dynamics struggling, like higher education is all struggling, uh, that against the reopening cycle and more students coming in. So yeah. I think that net net, um, this is not for the average person, right? This is a high risk investment. It's a micro cap, high risk, you've got to know the management. I don't know the management that well, but looking at the recent execution, it seems pretty interesting, okay. right? And so it's a growth story. Short term, as I said, if, if I think Altium and Ordinator coming down, these tech stocks will get hit, right? right? So yeah. you've got time. Yep. So I'm not jumping in right now. Um, if you have it, I'll hold, but expect to take a bit of a hit uh, because if one decent holder panics, this will come down because right. it's a illiquid stock. But I think it's an interesting stock. I, I think it's one to keep on the watch list. Maybe in a month or two, I'd be looking at it a lot more thoroughly um, right. to have an opportunity. But look, it's an interesting stock doing well. Um, I just think in the current part of the market, you just got to be careful going into microcaps, yeah. yeah. especially tech microcaps at this point. Yeah. Okay. Um, in that sector, would you stick with the big guys? Yeah. In see. IDP I, yeah. Or? So look, everyone loves IDP. Yeah. Like there's basically no one that would hold IDP is not already holding IDP. Right. Okay. So that's my problem. It's a crowded yeah. trade. So in that context, that's why I like something like this is because mm. even if it remotely comes through then that's a long way to catch up because that's yeah. everyone's darling, right? Yeah. There's yeah. no point chasing a market darling in a pullback because right. it can only go down. Yeah. It's yeah. a crowded trade. So yeah. um, I'm not chasing IDP, but 
This one looks interesting. I'd look at it over the next month. Okay. All right, um, Nathan, Peter, and also Shahana, one of you on Zero, uh, the big accounting platform uh, business for small to medium-sized businesses. Uh, Peter says it's moved down from a high of over $155 in November to around 110 and he's noticed some directors purchasing around this 110 level, $111. And Shahana says uh, stock's down 40%. Some call this the uh, the best stock on the ASX. Strong growth in the past few years. However, concerns around their move into the US market and competing against QuickBooks. Um, Zero? Oh, look, it's a New Zealand stock. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't know anything else, you've got to look at it. Yeah. Uh, New Zealand tech, when it came out, I think I've told you this, accountants were buying after it ran from 10 to 50. Yeah. They didn't care because it was that good. Yeah. There are dynamics to the accounting business in Australasia compared to US. I thought it would take, him, take them a lot longer to get to where they were. They actually did a hell of a lot better than what I thought. Huh. And they ran up. They were priced insanely. Yeah. I don't have a problem stating that. I don't think it's the best tech stock, but I think it's a great tech stock. Right. right? Yeah. We are in a pullback in tech stocks. Multiples too high. That's getting rearranged. Earnings. And Zero's done really well, now they are running into that competition because there's a different dynamics to how you acquire clients in the US. Yeah. Which I was in, surprised at. In Australia, at. they did it through bookkeepers. Exactly, and I, I, thought, <laughs> like, I thought it would take them longer, but they actually did really well. Yeah. So I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if they do better, but the thing is, market at the moment is worried yep. about all the tech stocks, and this is one of the best ones. You know, I would say in the top 10 in mm. our market. Um, so I would say it's had a decent pullback, Look, market darlings come back a long way. So yep. this, this could come back. But if you've been there from the start, don't worry about it. You're a long-term investor. You're there for the growth. You back the management, and I'm happy to do that. But if you're a new investor, I wouldn't jump in again. I think in the next month or two, you stay out of tech stocks and then yep. reassess. Um, so it's a hold for me. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a high-quality business model. I think the platform is really good. It's probably in the next year to ordinate an Altium. Right. But it's... Look, it's, it's a really good business model. I've got no problems yeah. with that. I just think it probably will be weak over the next month. So you look, you look at that five-year chart just after the 2020 line. That was the, the big um, COVID crash. Yeah. The can't didn't drop that much. No. Did it? No. In that stage. And then started to ignite again, but heading down to what's that 62 level. Yeah. I, I think the thing that you have to remember <laughs> is what we got through the pandemic is basically massive multiple expansion. Yeah. The good ones got phenomenal multiple expansion. And they deserve that, right? In a, in a bad relative yeah. valuation, it makes sense. And it did, and it went nuts. And people got carried away and thought that's forever. And that's where we are resetting. But look, I still think the business model is great. And yeah. I think they'll do really well. It'll probably take longer. So yeah. just be cautious, wait for the cycle to come back and reset. Okay. Now is not the time to load up on techs. Francesco, zero? Our analyst is probably with Nathan. He, you know, he's got a whole recommendation. I'm probably a bit more pessimistic on it. Look, you know, it does trade on pretty bit over 300 times earnings. To me, that's very, very steep. And when you've got a whole sector that's coming under pressure, uh, if they miss a few numbers here and there, the, the market can punish them uh, fairly brutally as well. So, uh, look, I, I think there's more downside to zero in the short term. So, I, I personally, I, I'd be um, exiting the stock and. Uh, 
looking at a lower entry point. Uh, for those that want to trade it, I'd, um, I'd wait. Okay. All right. So uh, no for zero. Nate wants a view, Francesco, on the reject shop, the, uh, the retailer. Do we have good retailers in this country, don't we? Yes, we do. But the reject shop, I, I think it's fairly valued at current prices, you know, based on fee, multiples, dividend. Um, I, I look, I, and they've obviously suffered a bit through the, the coronavirus. They do have an online presence, but it's not it's not the retailer you would automatically go to when you start to do online groceries or, or any other type of retail. So, so I think they've probably suffered a bit more than others uh, during the, the, the coronavirus. But as as the retail outlets are opening up and shopping centres are opening up, I think their, their sales will start to recover fairly quickly. Uh, but but I think where the share price is priced at the moment uh, and the dividend yield that it's providing, I, I think it's fair value. So we've got a whole recommendation and I'd be quite happy holding it. If, 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 if investors do hold it, uh, it, it is a quality retailer, like you said, David, and, and across the whole market, we do have very good retailers. So, and I think they fit in the bill. Um, but it's just that that coronavirus pandemic really impacted upon their sales. Yeah. Uh, Nathan, what do you think of the re- reject shop? It's not one that naturally fits into online shopping, does it? No. <laughs> Either it's sort of a foot traffic. Yeah, physical. It's, it's, it's an interesting one. Um, I followed this for a number of years. Uh, very bullish or bearish calls on this one for me. Yeah. Uh, it's a massive buy or a massive sell. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing in I the middle. It's it's a massive leverage to the economy, and it's not like you're sitting there going, "Damn, right. it's got a like a Levisa type model, or it's it's like a JB Hi-Fi uh, model, or a Chemist Warehouse model." No, it's, this is a unique model. The original model was based around buying uh, a line of uh, goods that are going um, basically out of stock. They're shutting down right. that line, yeah. buy it cheap, and then sell it at a discount. Yeah. Uh, and then they opened up too many stores. This is back in the day, that, that was the problem. They opened up too many stores, they just couldn't get enough stock mm. and it just went downhill. And it was a clear market priced in too much and then it got smashed. Then they re- reinvented themselves more like a, kind of like a mini Aldi type model. Mm. And they've recovered. So I've got to give it to management. They've, you know, they reinvent something that's, I thought it was a bad industry with a struggling model. They kept on reinventing it. I think it, look, you've got to look at what's happening in retail and you've got to be very selective. Right. Everyone thinks there's a lot of consumer spending coming. I think that's a fallacy. Um, I think the rich people have a lot of money, poor people don't have a lot of money, but there's a lot more poor people. So the overall spending will struggle because the people at the bottom end are not going to be spending a lot. So retail, I think, had had a really good run in the last couple of years because of all the handouts. That will not re- replicate itself in the next couple of years. Right. So you've got to be very selective in retail, and I'm, I'm bearish on retail. I'm not even picking the best ones. So right. this is not in the top 10. Right. So okay. I'm staying out of retail <coughs> shop. I think it's a sell. If you want to be in it, you go for the guys who've got global play, someone like a Levisa or a City Chic, or you right. go for the guys who can execute in any market like JB Hi-Fi. And um, you know, those guys will come off, yeah. but they'll hold up or yeah, AX1 right. or something like that. So they are high quality. Okay. This is not there. Okay. Uh, Maitam, Phil wants a view on Lark the big boutique whiskey distilling business. Um, Phil asks a really good question. Uh, Massive selling on the resignation of the chief executive, which you would have seen there was another development uh, there. This is the chief executive that uh, apparently was caught up in a a, 
um, a syndicate that was try, try, trying to blackmail him. Yes, personal issues, Francesco. <laughs> um, that he was um, smoked a meth pipe when he was overseas. Uh, turns out it was in his uh, lounge room um, in Melbourne. So uh, he stepped down. Share prices, share prices dropped. He's fallen on his sword. Uh, but Phil says, is this a buying opportunity now as essentially the business is still the same? And it's a good point, Nathan. Yeah. You know, the what was driving Lark was it's a Tasmanian distiller, of course. It's It's got all of this whiskey maturing and gathering and building its value. That hasn't changed. Yeah, uh, look... Um you know, you know me. I try to think opposite to what the market wants to think. Yeah. Uh, I like, I like this kind of business um, because every fund manager loves it yeah. because they love to go on a site visit and right. they love <laughs> trialing products. Right. So <laughs> this this will be this will be a fan human. Yeah, I, I mean, geez, we all have our problems, right? Uh, and fund managers have an intriguingly interesting interest in this sector right <laughs> so i would say this will get a lot of support for the right or wrong reason um, it'll raise a lot of spirits that's for sure oh, um, boom, now boom. <laughs> the problem with lark is in this what i think the market's going to worry i mean I, look i like the fact that they've got 75 million shares it's not yeah. like a billion shares right no. 75 million shares 270 market cap it's actually a good size um, it's an interesting sector the trend is very similar to other stocks in the sector like Australian vintage and stuff. Yep. They've all started to roll off. Everyone's worried about consumer spending, blah, blah, blah. So yep. that's kind of playing into it. So the trend was set in a negative sense. Now, what's happened with management? Obviously, he's a, he'll be a major shareholder. Is he going to get into problem? Is he going to sell? Right. All of these things that market right. will be worried about. Right. So in the shorter term... So the overhang of his shareholding yeah, and, market. And yeah. one thing I have learned in these kind of stocks, when you know, founder gets into trouble, right. uh, market starts to go, replicate these things that could potentially happen. Brokers will be talking about block trades and trying right. to get that out. And it, it becomes a bit of a mess. Right. So, but on the side, I always have a but. But this is an interesting stock. I like it. Again, I didn't know about it apart from when it came on the media. Right. <laughs> and then I learned, what is that? Um, so I think it's an interesting stock. I think you want to keep on the watch list. And I think... When the market, there's going to be a bit of panic selling that's going to go through. I think yeah. that'll happen over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. If the market is not worried that he's going to dump the shares, then I think it's worthwhile looking. Right. If the market in the next couple of weeks decides that he may dump his shares, stay away. Okay. So that's the thing that I'm looking at. I actually think it's an interesting dynamic. I think it's a, a non-correlated to the economy type play. Look, I'm a fan of Endeavor, and Endeavor yep. came out with a great result today. Yes. Aussies love to drink. Yep. No matter what happens, we drink. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you give me whiskey, oh, I'm going to drink. Right. Uh, so in that context, I think it'll do well, and the macro is positive. Right. But the question is, what's the short term? So keep an eye out over the next couple of weeks. If the market doesn't think that the founder is going to dump the shares, this is a buy. Okay. If you think that he's going to dump the shares, stay back. Okay. So if you're in it, hold it. If you're in it, I'm holding stay it. Stay there? Yeah. Right. And, and remember, the person now in a temporary is ex-Bellamy's. Yes. And she's Tazzy and all that. Yeah. So, and, and, and the caller's right. In the context that they've picked a stock saying, well, the underlying model is the underlying model. That yeah. is true. Yeah. The only thing is the overhanging stock. Sure. So if that's not there, this is a buy. Okay. Uh, Francesco, um, is your analyst at Ord's been on a site visit? <laughs> Just asking? I think he might have. I think he might have. I think our corporate guys might have been there there as well because uh, 
just to disclose that Lord Burnett raised some capital for Malak uh, for recently as well. So, um, yeah, well, look, our analyst has got a buy recommendation. He hasn't given any update since the news of last week. Um, but I'm led to believe that the uh, CEO was managing a, a, an exit anyway. So whether that was because he knew this was coming or, or, or for other reasons, I'm not too sure. But uh, I believe they were managing an exit. Look, it's, it's a good business. And as Nathan, you know, alluded to, you know, Aussies love to drink. Um, I think with these small uh, distillery businesses, though, one thing you've got to be, be well aware of is there are capacity constraints. So, you know, if everyone loves the whiskey and they buy it, but you've also got to remember that they've actually got to mature the whiskey over a number of years before more people can mm. drink it. So um, knowing how much uh, is up for maturation is, is, is important as well. Um, so um, from our understanding is that the earnings growth that our analysts is forecasting is is based on that maturation rate. So, so he's he's expecting some significant growth in sales and in earnings. So, so that's on the good side. Then you got all that background noise, like Nathan uh, said. You know, is there going to be a block trade? Is there going to be some sales or whatever? Um, I, I think that uh, you know this, the 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 issued capital at the moment probably won't create too much of an issue there. I think, as Nathan mentioned, that. Fund managers do like the stock, not just because they can go on a side visit, but they like the growth potential and opportunities within the business. Um, so, so I, look, I, I like it. I think it's not something you would go too heavily in from a portfolio point of view, but uh, I think there's some opportunities there for investors, particularly with this this sell-off that we're seeing at the moment. So whether you wait a week or so for a bit of dust to settle and some of the fund managers to, to maybe uh, clear out if that if that was their intentions, but I, I think we're going to see uh, this is a bit of a buying opportunity when you look back after maybe a year or two and see where it's at. Francesco, some of our experts Francesco, last uh, week introduced uh, um, not just a buy, hold, or sell, but a nibble, um, which is <laughs> a nibble, which is sort of having a nibble and oh, seeing how it goes, and if it drops, maybe have another nibble if. So are you... well, it depends on what, from an investor's point of view, what your what your main rate. If you're in it uh, to trade, look, I, I think um, you know a nibble on a trade. But if, I mean, if you're looking at it from a long-term investment perspective, yeah. look, I, I, it wouldn't hurt to be a, a small part of your portfolio. Right. Okay. I think this is this it's is a, a nib- nibble. It's a nibble. If you oh, yeah. if you nibble it over the next month, right? I think if there is a block trade comes through, I think it may be short-term worry. Right. But over the month, once that's out of the way, then the market can right. move on. Okay. So, I, I, look, I think it's interesting and I think it's a really unique stock. And the other thing is perennial is, you know, value players, they've got 12, 13%. Ah. Right. Keep an eye on them. Right. If, if there's any kind of block trade, how much do they take? Right. If they take their cut and go in for more, right. follow the Then you boys. follow a minute. Okay. All right, Francesco, uh, Peter wants a view on Batcorp, the, uh, uh, the uh, spare parts sort of distributor. Uh, Peter says, uh, half yearly result generally met the market expectation, suffered a few store closures, high cost supply chain disruptions, as everyone's doing at the moment. Uh, these first half headwinds should dissipate, according to uh, Peter in the June half. And the executive chairman bought another 11,000 shares at uh, around $7. Um, what do you reckon of Batcorp? 
Yeah, look, I, I like this, the, the auto parts sector. I, I think you know, at the moment we're seeing there's a, a tight supply in new cars, which means uh, used vehicles will, will, will become more in demand, which means there's uh, more requirements for used parts and so on. So, so I, like, I like the broader sector. Everybody's got a fire recommendation on it. And that, yes, there has been some disruptions with, with store closures and, and ultimately some disruptions with supply chain and higher costs. Uh, but they see that as a bit of a turnaround. So not, not as big a turnaround as I mentioned with the education side of things, but they see a bit of a turnaround in there. Um, it doesn't pay a huge amount of dividend yields, but, but it, it trades on a, a pretty reasonable multiple around between 10 and 15 times. So that, that makes it reasonably attractive. In the sector, I prefer GUD. Uh, we're going to buy recommendation on that. But uh, look, I, I think with this one, yeah, I'm probably not as optimistic as the analysts with a buy recommendation. I'd probably be a hold uh, to an accumulate on it. But uh, I do like the sector. I do like the business model. They are cleaning it up a bit with some store closures because they did get a bit, I suppose, uh, they got a bit bit diverse with, with their uh, locations and had too many locations. So they've, they've reined that back in, reined in a few costs as well. So it's appearing that the, the, the management's starting to turn that business around. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Oh, look, I think it's a great business in a great cycle. Um, and everyone knows it. Right. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you the main shareholders, Aussie Super, Affinity, Challenger, Aware Super, Paradise. I mean, uh, the fundies are there yep. because it's good in a great cycle. Now, it's a bit like some of these fund managers who do really well in a good cycle and then really bad in a bad cycle. They benefit from everything that's played out. Mm. But the question is, that's going to dissipate over time. So the multiples are relatively high. Yields are relatively low for where it is. Um, I don't think it's as good as it is if the macro is not helping it. So as the macro fades, I think Babco comes off as well. Great model. Right. It's just it's got everything going for it. Okay. So I'm, I'm actually, you know, it depends on where you are. If you're investing, you know, in the shorter term, I think it's not a bad hold because I think the market's risky and this is a bit solid. So yep. I'm happy to hold it. But you know, if if and when the market does have a pullback, this is one of those ones I'll be selling to buy something else with a better growth outlook. Okay. All right, uh, let's re- recap the uh, first five stock stock of the day: Algium, uh, great company, getting caught in that whole macro shift. Uh, keep watching it over the next six months or so, but certainly not the time to put your money in now. Uh, I College. A buy from Ords, a hold from Mathan. Uh, zero, a no from Ords, and a hold from Mathan. Uh, reject Shop, a, uh, a hold from uh, Francesco, a sell from Mathan. Uh, Lark, Ords have got a buy on it. Uh, Mathan's got a hold to a nibble, and we'll be watching it to see uh, what, if any big investors, particularly the uh, uh, the former founder starts to offload some of his stocks because uh, he's got issues else, elsewhere, shall we say. Um, then it could come down a bit and that's a time to nibble a bit more at it. Uh, Babcorp is a hold from both. Uh, Francesco prefers GUD in that market. Um, here on the call, we've been uh, following our own fantasy portfolio since the 1st of July last year. For the week, it's down uh, around 1% for the month, down 5% for the financial year, up 2 and 3 quarter percent since inception. Uh, it's up 39%. And just a reminder, we're changing the calls portfolio from 
the week after next, um, where we're turning it into a sort of live um, high conviction fund with a smaller basket of stocks because that's what it's all about. That's what investing and building a portfolio is about. So if any of the stocks get two buys from our expert panel or two sells, instead of going in or out of the calls portfolio automatically, those stocks get referred to an investment committee and they will weigh up whether those decisions fit the overall strategy and the portfolio of 20 to 30 stocks and they will have a discussion about it. So we will do an extra um, edition of the call, which will take you every month into the investment committee for their discussion. They might decide to talk to a chief executive of a company that they're weighing up whether to keep the stock in or out. And we'll bring you that interview as well. So it's sort of all part of giving you an insight into what the experts think of portfolio construction. So keep sending your stocks in because that's the first filter for stocks to get into the investment committee. Keep sending them in. At CMC, we've been in the game for a while. And although a lot of things have changed, our mentality hasn't. We aim to give experienced traders the best trading experience, like our expert platform with its second to none trading tools. Plus our pricing is completely transparent. That's why people who've been trading for a long time stay with us for a long time. So if you're serious about trading, switch to the market leader trusted for over 30 years. Trade CFDs your way at cmcmarkets.com. You don't own underlying assets. Consider relevant PDS and TMD or information memorandum for CMC. Pro accounts at our website. All right, in uh, the next half hour uh, of the call, Hanson Technology, Cube, Brambles, Capital Health, and Clover Corporation are the stocks that we're going to be taking a look at. Uh, Francesco Carly uh, wants a view on Hanson Technology. Of course, it's regarded as a tech stock, but really it runs billing services for other utilities, for your Foxtel that sort of thing. When you keep subscribing to these utilities or your gas company or whatever, often the billing system is run by handsome technology. That's their business. Yeah, and I see a few of those. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, they reported this morning and it was quite a good result. Their profit was up 15%, which was slightly ahead of our forecast. Uh, the interim and dividend was $0.07 cents a share, 50% franked. Uh, maintain their full year guidance as well, which uh, uh, gives the gives the market a bit of confidence in where they're going over the next six months. Share price was about a bit over five percent higher um, last I looked. So I'm not sure where it is now, but uh, yep. it, it's five been performing well. Yeah, look, um, I think I like about this business is that that there's an element of their income that's contracted, so uh, there's a fair amount of their income that's predictable as well. Um, obviously, they have some consulting businesses within that, um, and design and technology and so forth. Uh, but I like that they've got an element of that predictability in their earnings. And for yes, I, I would consider it to be a tech company, even though it's a service provider. But all tech companies, are some provide some sort of service yep. if you like. Uh, we have a buy recommendation on it. Um, look, I wouldn't disagree with that. I, I think it's a very, very good company. Um, look, competition in the future. It could come from anywhere, but that's the, the deal with a lot of tech stocks. But they do have a lot of first mover advantage, particularly in our market. Okay, Nathan, Hanson yeah. Technology is it is it sort of a defensive play? If you're going yeah. to go tech, this is yeah. I, I, I know it's a contradiction in terms. Yeah. Would this be a defensive tech, if you like? 
Yeah, it's, it's an ugly tech. Um, right. <laughs> it's not sexy. I mean, you, you don't no. you don't look no. at this and go, wow, that's right. a, that's an Altium. It's not. Um, it's ugly, but it's effective. It's effective. Um, and it was beaten up. Yeah. Now they've they've turned around. Give give management all the credit. It's not a sexy beast, but they've got the most out of it. And the recent deal with Vanta Energy is actually quite impressive. It opens up a lot of opportunities into Europe. Now, the thing about this industry is, as much as it's not sexy, it's about scale game. And as Francesco said, it's a first move advantage. So if you can get there, the, the, the problem is everyone else is looking to do the same thing. And yeah. so if, you, if you're already there and you've done the dirty work, someone will just take you out. Right. So there's always an M&A opportunity. That's slightly in the price already. Uh, there's been a few chats on Hanson. I think the management's done really well. I think the only problem is I think everyone knows it. Uh, I think the market, it's priced well. It's not it does it's not going to deliver you a massive growth story, right? Right. But the industry consolidation and where we are headed, I think this one looks okay. But I think it's priced for what it is. Um, the upside is if it gets taken out right. uh, from here, and you know if they do more into Europe and expand their model, that's the other upside. So those are the two things that you're looking for. For me, it's a bit tough. Um, at this point, I'm not buying the sexy ones. I'm not chasing the, you right. know, the not so sexy Based one ones. either. Yep. Uh, okay. But uh, look, it's one where this is one of those trading stocks. It's a bit like Qantas. You don't buy it in mid-cycle. You buy it when it's belted. Yep. So what you do is you keep these kind of stocks on your list. When the market gets bored of them, it gets smashed. You buy some and you leave it for a year. Right. And then you make money on them. Okay. And so Hanson is one of those ones where I go, yeah, it could get taken out. I'm not going to wait for it. But it's on my watch list. If it gets down to between 3 to $4, then I start to buy. Okay. But look, you never say never. Yep. Uh, but you can monitor it. I think yep. it's boring, but look, it's effective. But I think it's priced for it. Okay. All right. Keep it on your watch list. Uh, every every stock has a price. That's it? right. That's valuation. Everything has a price. Um, all right, uh, Sam wants to view Nathan on Cube, the uh, logistics platform. Is this a bit a smaller version of WiseTech? Is it a, a no? This is more uh, infrastructure based. Uh, right. So they're made like they bought into. Oh, my brain's now running through. More bank. Uh, right. So the yep. whole um, online purchases, the the whole ah, uh, right. distribution okay. network, the, yep. those kind of play. Yeah. Uh, they bought great assets. It's more or less an infrastructure play. Right. So basics of infrastructure, one on one, they're leveraged to buggery. Right. Rising interest rates, not good. Right. Um, but it's in an industry where people are, you know, as you can see, people have uh, moved to online purchases, and that's I think will stick, um, and people will do more and more. Given that I see a lot of FedEx coming to my house, I know that people are buying more yeah. and more <laughs> random things, um, very random. Um, so in that context, I think that kind of plays into the outlook. I think they're okay model. Um, it has a place to play, but it's one of those things where you do not buy these kind of infrastructure utility plays when interest rates are going up and we're in interest rates rising cycle. Yep. Yep. So I think it's a really good business model, great assets. I'm just not buying it for the current cycle. Okay. Francesco, Cube? Yeah, Nathan's right. It is more of an infrastructure where as you look at WiseTech, it's more of the technology uh, infrastructure. This is more the physical infrastructure. Um, I, I agree with Nathan on that. I disagree with him a, a bit on the um, it being a pure infrastructure play because it's got a lot of moving pieces to this business. I mean, you've got to remember that 
you know, the Patrick Stevedoring business is part of it where there's a lot of free cash flow coming out of that business. Um, the Moore Bank facility, they've already completed phase one and that's been cashed in. Um, so, so there's another two phases to that, that, that project and a lot of businesses are moving into that area. So I don't see an issue with any of the debt levels relating to the Moore Bank facility because it is going to be in high demand. There is a rail line, an existing rail line from, from the ports at Botany uh, to the Moorbank facility. That's why they, they put it there. They got the government from uh, the land from the army. So there's a large parcel of land there that can be developed into warehousing and it already has been in phase one. We've, we've been buying buying Kib for, for some time on the back of that development. But they've also got a lot of other moving parts to it too, grain storage and, and hauling and so forth. So, so there's a lot of lot of moving parts for export and import facilities. Uh, we like the business. We think there's uh, a, a, obviously a bit of growth in it because uh, international trade will, will tend to grow. And we think it's very well managed as well, um, highlighting that the, the Moorbank facility was cashed in very quickly. So so we like the stock. Uh, you look, it's not going to shoot the lights out like a like a tech company might do, but for for a uh, investment portfolio looking for growth, we think there's there's growth in this one. Okay, all right. Our next doctor. Um, uh, so, sorry, what did you have on that, Francesco? You do like it. You've got a buy on. Um, yeah, we do like it. We've got an accumulate recommendation. So basically, right. we we prefer to buy it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, speaking of logistics, uh, Brambles is the next one up on the list. Of course, uh, uh, a global logistics supply company, owner of the famous Chip uh, brand and, and product of the pallets, the wooden pallets that you see everywhere and people pinch and use them in their gardens and all that sort of stuff. Um, what do you think of Brambles? Yeah, look, we've got to buy on this one as well. That, they, they do report their results uh, for the half year, I think it is, um, on Thursday this week. So um, everyone will be keeping their eyes on that. Look, um, you know, there's been fairly good demand for pallets across the world. Even though there's some supply chain issues, there is a lot of movement of, of goods around because of the at-home, uh, the increase in at-home consumption. Uh, and that doesn't leave out that, that, that um, part of the delivery chain where pallets are required. So, so, so we, we like that sort of business. There are challenges, obviously. Um, the, 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 the inflation cost of, of timber is uh, is an issue for them, but um, we see that as being well managed by them. And it's got look, it's got a very strong balance sheet. This business it operates on a return of equity of around fifteen percent and above. So again, it's a good solid investment. For, for an Australian equity portfolio. So we've got a buy recommendation on it as okay. well. Okay, all right. Um, Nathan, what do you think? Um, now, we talked last week about range, didn't we? Which was doing a, a plastic version of the wooden chip pallet. Um, yeah, uh, and I remember, um, I mean, I'm old enough that <laughs> me and Nicholas used to own uh, right. Brambles. <laughs> uh, and, you know, you go through the history of it. This is like, this is not sexy. I mean, this thing is ugly. I mean, this thing, this business is boring, predictable, uh, has been challenged time and time again by every man and his dog, yeah. right? And it just hangs on. It yeah. just hangs on and just keeps yeah. delivering. And so it's so an interesting that, that's, a, that's a backhanded compliment. To no, I like it. I like it. Yeah. It's, it's an ugly buy. Yeah. It's an ugly buy for me because the pullback, I always like the fact that market 
goes for extremes and brambles come back to i mean it pulled back to pretty much where the pandemic law was yep and you sit there and go well just think of the replacement cost on this business model someone's yeah. got to replace it that's not going to be yeah. easy yeah. Um, so i don't mind it I, I think it's not a bad buy i think it's perfect stock for this market um, and it's a bit like if you think of what cube is doing someone's yeah. got to bring that stuff to you it's all in the pallets yeah. Yeah. and you know they're, they're not exciting stuff and you know plastic pallets come and attack you logistics come and attack you tech logistics come and attack you brambles is like this phoenix just keeps on coming it's yeah. like a death rider keeps coming at you so i like it when it's beaten up and it's beaten up and now we've just had in the last week we had rumors about potentially mna coming yeah and so it that's is cheap. the reason for that spike exactly up in the last i think week. i think that made complete sense we right. we got into it because it was a, a ugly value play yeah and you know it's like the iags and so forth yeah. um and you buy those things and i think this is one of those businesses yeah. in five years time it's going to be around or someone would have taken it out. So either right. way, you're going to do better. So you're buying it near pandemic lows, when right. when there weren't anything moving around. Yep. So it's doing better than that. So okay. it's it's a good buy. It's, I mean, I'm not saying it's a great business, but for the everything has a price, and it's this is a good price for Rambles. Okay. All right. There you go. Thank you for uh, uh, that suggestion, Gabby. I just want to add to that, guys. You mentioned. The I might just add to that. You you, you mentioned the plastic pallets. Uh, they have come across that competition in the past, yeah. and most recently would have been, I think, five to ten years ago, where private equity put in a lot of money to set up a a plastic pallet business, and they did take some business away from from Chep Pallets, but the business didn't last long because it's very expensive to replace a plastic pallet, and as we know, in in the whole supply chain, the pallets get lost, damaged, missing, and so forth. Uh, with, with wooden pallets, they can be repaired with a nail and a bit of timber. Uh, the plastic ones, once they're damaged, you right. throw them away, you've got to start again. So it has been tried before uh, and failed many times. And, and a lot of people don't realise that, that um, Brambles has their own plastic pallet division as well. It's only very small, but um, they compete on that level also. Right, okay. All right, uh, Spencer wants a view, Nathan, on Capital Health, a diagnostic imaging service and everyone goes whoa has this everyone's into ProMedicus is this the next one to follow along uh, it operates clinics in uh, uh, country Victoria regional Victoria Tasmania West Australia um, and um, uh, metropolitan Melbourne so it's in those those fringe areas um, Spencer wants to be on Capital Health uh, uh, it's got a great history so Capital uh, CAJ tried to buy IDX, which is probably the best player in the space. Yeah. They're in the cities and doing well. These guys are more regional, da, yep. da, da. Um, IDX has got, I think, far better management. Yep. Now, they were trying to buy them at, I think, a third of the current price. Now, IDX could turn around and buy Capital. Right. That's, so now, <laughs> Capital Health is like poor man's IDX. Yep. So it's amazing how the cycle plays out. Yep. Capital Health, look, the thing to remember is the diagnostic imaging business Every stock in that sector went nuts. It's a growth story. Everyone's had a run. Yaran had to be, you didn't have to pick, hmm. be a stock picker. You just had to be in that sector. So Capital Health is probably the, the laggard in that sector, and even that's had a run. Now, right. look at the IDX share price, and you, it'll tell you what's going to happen to Capital Health. And IDX right. is coming off, right. right? Capital Health is going to come off. Everyone's right. done well. Everyone's made money in that sector. Everyone's getting out. So 
in that context, I think the optimism is already priced in. Multiples are coming off. I would be a seller of capital health. But look, it's a great sector. Everyone's done well. Don't be greedy. Yeah. Take your Take money your and go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Wait for the dynamics to work in your favor. Right now, it's not working in that sector. Okay. Francesco? Yeah, look, we're, we're, still, we're still buyers of capital health. Um, we, we think it's probably the most in that space. And, and Nathan mentioned IDX and a few others there. You, you've also got the big players. You know, Sonic Health has got uh, diagnostics and, and to, a, to a degree, uh, Ramsey Health within their hospitals also have the, the same situation. They're all trading on uh, very, uh, very high multiples. And, and this one's probably in the pack, the, the, the cheapest. Um, it is the smallest. Uh, as Nathan mentioned, you know, they, they are a potential takeover target for IDX because of their size. Uh, they do have a bit of flexibility in their balance sheet to, to make some smaller acquisitions, though. Uh, I think that's where they can see some growth by by um, going out in the acquisition path and, and buying some more regional centres. So uh, we like the business. I like the whole sector. I think, you know, it's a, it's a you know, fundamentally the whole sector is in, in, a, in a growth phase with the ageing population and so forth. That's a long-term growth uh, plan, though. Um, and look, we have a buy recommendation on stock, and okay. I think that's probably pretty appropriate. All right. Francesco, Jason wants a view on Clover Corporation. They uh, uh, refine and um, sell Omega-3 oils to anyone who wants to chuck it in bread or children's foods or medical supplements. What do you think of uh, Clover? Yeah, I might use Nathan's term here. It's not very sexy, I don't think, but uh, others may think it's a, you know, a sexy part of the market. Um, look, they, they, they were reporting early, in early March, so a little bit out of the, 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 the full reporting season. So, um, and look, you know, analysts got a buy recommendation on it as well. It, it, it is, he's got a buy recommendation on based upon valuation. It, it, you know, if you look across the market, most valuations are around the $2 level. Our, comes, our, our analyst comes in at about $1.90. I think it's trading around the $1.60 level. Yeah. So there's a bit of upside in it. Uh, again, it's, it's only small cap. I think a lot of the fund managers that manage a good portfolio uh, do have it in their portfolios. And for retail investors, if you're, if you're looking at something to, uh, I suppose, differentiate your portfolio a little bit, that um, there's a bit of growth in it, uh, but I'd keep an eye on it um, in the medium mm. term just to make sure that they deliver on their earnings expectations. Okay, Nathan, Clover? Yeah, I followed this for a while. Um, I'm a fan. Uh, I'm a fan of what they're doing. Um, now is now the time. If basically, they do the Clover, um, the Omega-3, take out the smell, yeah. which is important. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then they add it, you can add it to all the food groups. Yep. So, you basically would link it to things like A2 milk. Yep. Right? So when baby milk matters were doing well, these guys were literally creaming it. Yeah. Uh, so you can, that, that's the cycle that you're waiting on. Now, none of those are doing that well at the moment. So obviously these guys have come out. It's a volume game, right? Yeah. The more they sell, the more they use of these guys. In Europe, they've actually added that standard to have that added to a lot of food groups yeah. to have omega-3. So again, all of these things are positive for them. Right. Now, it's a sector thematic that's basically gone sideways. It's beaten up on the sideways, not doing much. I would just keep this on the watch list. When you start to see baby milk powders moving, this doesn't come into people's minds straight away, but right. this for me is the second derivative. Right. So when you start to see you know, the, the bubs, the A2 milk start to run, you turn around and buy clover. Right. Now this could double, triple, and it's just a volume game. 
So those guys sell margin, these guys make margin. So when they're not running, this is a dead duck. Okay. When they start to run, buy club. Okay. All right. So not and yet, but it's a, it's a hold here. Okay. I think it's been beaten up. It's hold here. All right. Let's just uh, recap the uh, final five stocks. Uh, Hanson Technologies, a watch from Mathan. Ords have a buy on it. Uh, Cube, a no from Mathan. Ords have a buy. Uh, Brambles, a buy from uh, Ords. An ugly buy from uh, from Mathan. Uh, Capital Health, a, uh, a sell from, Melth- uh, from Mathan. Uh, a buy from Ords. And uh, Clovercorp, a buy from Ords. Um, and a watch. Uh, hold from Mathan just to see where those powdered milk uh, groups start to take off the bubs and the A2 belts, uh, which all use this, the uh, the Omega-3, then you pick it up then. Um, just quickly, if you're an AGL shareholder, what do you do? Do you hold or take your money and run? Oh, it's, it's been a shocking sector. The bid know, was never going to... Yeah, the, the bid was just to... It's an interesting political play for the election cycle. I think yeah. it was interesting. Canon Brooks put it where it is. It was never going to pass. I suspect that you're going to get a higher bid. Right. If you're, I would never trade for that, right. but you're probably going to get a higher bid. But look, this is a mess. But if the election plays out and Labor gets in, I would think that AGL will do better. Right. Okay. So that's all I'm saying. So I'm not going into it because I just think it's too messy too, and right. you know, too hard. Okay. All right. Nathan, great to see you, mate. Uh, thank you for today. Enjoy the rest of the week. Uh, likewise, Francesco, good to see you. Thanks, Larry. All right. Good to see, see you, you as next well. time. And uh, as I said earlier, follow Nathan on, uh, on Twitter because uh, he gets rolled up during the day, but then in the afternoon, he always puts up a relaxation clip. <laughs> so uh, you can get a bit of zen, as he does at the end of a trading day. Important thing. Uh, all right, if you've got these stocks you'd like us to take a look at, put them in an email, the call at osbiz.com.au, or tweet us using the at TV handle. All the stocks in the calls portfolio, all listed at osbiz.co forward slash portfolio. <laughs>